I'm Gabrielle Sidibe, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabelle. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress and podcaster Gabby Sabide. Gabby made her acting debut in the 2009 film Precious, where she was nominated for both the Golden Globe and an Academy Award for Best Actress. She's also appeared in the Fox show Empire, multiple American Horror Story TV series, and Tower Heist. More recently, she stars in the original Realm Thriller podcast, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. We talk about the podcast, her acting career, and more during this podcast episode. Gabore, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks for having me. How did you handle family members bullying you about your weight as a child? And then did losing those 100 pounds during surgery impact your self-esteem? Yeah, I think it did. But, you know, self-esteem issues will be there and body issues will be around as long as I have a body. And so every day is a battle between me and my self-esteem. But every day I'm getting better at battling those voices in my head. And the way I dealt with feeling bullied as a child, I don't know if I necessarily felt bullied. I just sort of kept pressing on. I always found my emotions to be inconvenient at that time. And so I would just keep pressing on no matter how I felt. I would just keep pressing on. I love to hear that. I think bullying has taken on like a whole new meaning because it used to be you go to school and get bullied or if you're even starring in a movie maybe you know you get some blowback from you know a a review site like a New York Times but now it's all on social media and so I feel like everything's been amplified so it's like you know you post something and someone's going to be negative so it almost takes more confidence to be able to you know rise above that and not let it affect you. Back in the 80s and 90s when we were kids getting bullied it wasn't necessarily in front of the entire world. You know, that weird feeling when you walk into a room and you know everyone was talking about you and so they stop. Amplified that by not just the classroom, the whole school, and not just the school, but the district, and not the district, but the city and the town and in the entire world. And so bullying is much more intense than it used to be. I think it over time, it somewhat gets desensitized. Like it bothered me a lot more in my, you know, teens and early 20s and not as much now. And after starting your career with your breakout role in Precious, how did you choose your next project? By the time Precious came out, I think... I was 26 years old and I also did the entire time I was waiting for it to come out I didn't know if I would ever work again and so when it did come out I was very surprised that I wasn't just taking anything that was offered to me out of fear I chose projects based on whether or not they seemed fun I think like my next project was Victoria Mahoney film yelling to the sky and it was like a teenage drama and I thought it would be really really fun to be a teenager again for a little bit and then I did the big C and I thought it would be really incredible working with Laura Linney and so that's how I chose things then and that's actually continues to be how I choose work now I choose what gives me joy this episode is sponsored by workplace from Facebook People being people, we can't help but make our work more personal and more human, whether that's bringing something from our personal life into our work life, like quirky mugs or family photos, or maybe little acts of kindness to colleagues. Whatever you bring to work to help you be you, Workplace celebrates it. Their easy-to-use features make work feel more familiar as well as help everyone work together in new ways. 
Visit workplace.com slash human to discover more. Workplace from Facebook. Make your place of work a great place to work. Yeah, and I think that makes sense because you're on the set for such a long period of time. You're working with these people, in a sense, they're co-workers for such a long period of time that if it's not something you're really excited about or you think has even some potential, it's almost like what's the point, especially because you had you had options you know, after your first success. How did your new podcast, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It, different from your prior work? And what have you learned during the production process? Well, I've never done a scripted podcast before. I've done voiceover work for animation here and there, but this was a gigantic undertaking because when I'm on set, I have other characters to build my performance around and off of. I have an entire set. I have walls. It could be raining. Like I have that. I have the weather. I have everything at my disposal but when for this podcast it was just me and the director and the sound guy in a in a recording booth. and so I had to really 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 call in my imagination for the air around my character Jonah yeah and it's interesting because you might look at a podcast as oh that that appears easier and then you start going through the process and you're like wow this is very challenging like I need to you're saying like use your imagination you have to like think about you know what these characters are going through and it's harder to play off of what you're seeing visually well yeah now you have to think of what the audience is hearing and what the audience is seeing but when it's just what the audience is hearing like you really have to be very very good at what you do you ever listen to a podcast and you're like oh i hate this person's voice yeah because it's like oh your voice is either you know whiny or uncharismatic. And so I, I certainly worried through the process that my voice would be annoying. <laughs> well, you have all that and, it, and it's very entertaining and interesting, but you also do something else with the podcast that I find really important. In what ways have you addressed the issues of race, class, and capitalism in the show? So Jenna, my character is, once she's got a, a boyfriend that is white and she's black herself and he takes her to a space that is mostly white where like the only people of color around become enemies just a little bit but she feels isolated and not just because of her race but like he takes her to a place where everyone has money and she doesn't she's a struggling writer and no one around her seems to be struggling classes don't always mix. and i learned because i used i grew up poor it took a while for me to feel comfortable around people who didn't grow up poor and who aren't poor. That's what Jenna's going through. She's kind of fighting it tooth and nail. She doesn't just lie down. She doesn't adapt really well at all. She is fighting tooth and nail. Like she, But also she has issues around being a Black woman with a white man, which I get. But I think that she has issues around it through the lens of other people and not really through the lens of herself and her own heart and, you know, in this relationship. But I also think that class has a lot to do with that. Yeah, and that's one of the things a lot of people talk about race in society, but class is a huge part of that too. And everything's connected. You know, over the past one to two years going through a pandemic, I think people have realized that some people were harmed more than others. Part of that is around like what community you're part of. You know, if you're part of the Hamptons community, you're probably okay because you can just go to your kind of like mansion in there. Whereas if you're part of you know more impoverished community we were more likely to get the virus and suffer financially mm -hmm. and what's your best piece of career advice comfortable shoes here's the thing i like not only am i an actor i'm also a director and when i'm directing and i'm on set 
all day long. I usually change my shoes and my socks at lunch. And I know that that sounds crazy, but another director, Craig Brewer, gave me that advice because like my feet really are achy. You stand and you run around more than you think because, you know, I'm, I'm running to tell my actor something. I'm running over to the sound. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm looking to make sure things are okay. So endurance and really, really comfortable shoes because you're going to be on your feet all day. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Gabby. To follow her journey, you can listen to her podcast, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It, and find her on Instagram and Twitter where she shares pictures of her husband and cat, appearances, travels, and new projects. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. 